When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Please welcome to the Star Lake Amphitheater, Mean Joe Green Day. Canada can't run or pass. Offensive line can never last. Wake me up when September ends. Comes growing pain again, affecting all our stars. And there's an aging band becoming who we are. The goal to win the AFC is hard to do from one and three. Wake me up. September ends. Wake me up when we're on the mend. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. It's what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation exclusively on the Behind the Steel Curtain podcast mm-hmm. network. Your one-stop shop for all your Pittsburgh Steelers news and anti-news, whatever you call this <laughs> podcast. I am your host, Kyle Kreiss, here as always with Mr. Season Tickets, Greg Benevent. Hello, Mr. Season Tickets, 2,500 miles away from Pittsburgh, but my mother still goes to the games. Well, you went to more games this year than me. And, <laughs> this is true. And there's only been two home games. I so. still have the sunburn. Well, you know, maybe maybe you're the uh, maybe I need to get to one of these games. We'll turn our fortunes around. We're back. We're here talking about, you know, Steelers social media. And, you know, this has got to be our maybe lowest point uh, ever lowest point yet 18 years yeah certainly since we've been doing this podcast in about five or six yeah weeks, certainly sure. our, our lowest point in five <laughs> weeks or four weeks i uh i i've lost track but 
<laughs> Time no longer matters. We've we've ne- we've we've reached. This is what we came here to do this podcast for. We knew mm-hmm. that we would see th- this type of attitude from Steelers Nation. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know that we would come at our lowest moment. You know, we didn't know we would be on the scene when He Man lost the the sword of <laughs> of Grayskull. <laughs> we also that- didn't know the team would be one and two. That was the other part of it. Well, we hey, you know, we only had three guesses, right? That's it could true. have been or four guesses. It could That's have been true. three and oh, two and one, one and two. Or That's a good point. It's math. It's ma- it's hey, it's math, and we don't do a lot of it on here, <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. We have a laugh track. Oh, we added the laugh track. Someone's someone's got a smile. It's been <laughs> it's been a dark week. Mm-hmm. Let's get straight to the tweets. Ugh. All right, first off. You know, mm-hmm. it it's uh, it t- it took week three. We saw it in, in week two. We saw it a little bit in week one, but it, mm-hmm. it's officially here. The blame Canada era oh. is in full effect. Here we go. Mm. It's at Steel uh, Jersey Steel. Matt Canada is trash. That's at ten nineteen uh, a.m. Pacific time, which was wow. right after the the first drive. Okay, I'm impressed that was at least after the first drive, and not like you know midway through it or after first down. Good uh, uh, self control there. He saw all he needed after the first drive. Not to be confused with at Terrapin Tampa. Matt mm. Canada is pure trash. Is pure <laughs> trash worse trash or better trash? Uh, uh going by the timestamps and seeing that this person wasted 10 minutes i think they were debating that exact same thing before making that tweet i think pure trash might be better like you know there's not there's nothing contaminating in here this guy's pure (laughs) trash he can be i don't know i feel like that's that's not as bad a diss as just trash okay uh here's at luis antonio ra Mm -hmm. matt canada out please Mm. and then of course at condo on my wrist, T. Fire Mad Canada, 1029 Pacific. That's wow. uh, the 129 Eastern, the first fire Mad Canada tweet. Wow, that is, uh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, good job coming to a conclusion that early. It, um, I, I feel like whenever we see these tweets, particularly on, this, this is just such an emotional reaction. And it's just, this is the only way you know how to express yourself, very much like a, a, a child. So it... It's hard for me to take this seriously other than just someone saying like, oh, they had to punt. And it just happens to come out with the words fire in it and lots of misplaced capitalization and exclamation points. Don't they realize that this was NFL Network's top five new coordinators <laughs> coming into the season? Matt Canada and already want to fire him. I but hey, we'd made fun of that. It's, <laughs> that you, you know, th- those are for the fans from episode one. <laughs> Uh, look, it's not just it's not just the fans. This is uh, this is at the PGH Mike, oh. which I think is uh, the fan. Okay. Uh, the Canada offense is AKA the what the F was that offense? Wow. It, uh, we're getting we're getting edgy on the fan. If that's uh, indeed where that person is from. It, uh, I, I can understand being frustrated. I mean, it, as I just would say, as somebody that is, you know, on the very, very far fringe of the media, perhaps uh, a, a little bit of uh, broad mindedness could be thrown in there. <laughs> well, what about 
What about this is the, the, the PA Sports Midday show on the PA Sports Network at Joe Lodonowski. That's okay. the uh, official PA Sports name. Mm-hmm. Matt Canada's offense has ruined Big Ben. Wow, that that's pretty great. I, I admire this person. I'm envious of them because they were able to forget the entire second half of last season. It, uh, that's that's lovely. It, um, I, I, it, I, I, alas, I don't think it's Matt Canada's offense is ruined Ben Roethlisberger. I do think, unfortunately, Ben Roethlisberger, like some of us in this room, is 39. Well, I'm 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 42. I'm older than. Uh, <laughs> let's 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 take that out and edit. Uh, <laughs> how about this is from at Paul Zeiss, uh, oh. Pitt, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Oh. The offense line is bad. Roethlisberger is fading. But the worst thing about the offense is the play calling, the scheme, the structure of it. This ain't the ACC. Mm. Uh, generously, Paul Zeiss is not my favorite. But um, I, 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 I do always appreciate that Paul says uh, several words to say something when far fewer will do. It um yeah I mean it, it, it's it's I keep coming back to the the uh, the Chuck Noll quote that Labriola used this week and I'm gonna mess it up but some of the effect of when you lose what people say about you is right or I mean <laughs> that that that's bad advice for if you're going through a breakup or you've been dumped but it's pretty reasonable when it comes to a football team it uh, I mean sure it's you know uh, the the play calling isn't working right now I'm not sure about the scheme the structure of it this isn't the ACC. You the know. identity. The identity. You know, uh, this this let, this is the bottom. Let me let me get to the bottom line, right? Go. Stone Cold. What? Uh, <laughs> this is going to take a second. Remember, mm-hmm. we've got three, four, not three rookies, but we've definitely got two rookies, a second year guy on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chucks has only been playing uh, a minute. Yes. You know, did you see the James Harrison? 30 for 30 mm-hmm. or a football life you know mm-hmm. it took him until he was 29 mm-hmm. to be able to to fit in into an NFL lineup what if he was just thrown in on day one everyone would say oh this is the the worst player ever <laughs> I mean he would look like I'm sure that Debo probably looked would have looked like a Jameer Jones <laughs> out there if he was put down day one I think if I remember correctly they put him day one on special teams that he excelled there and had no idea what to do anywhere else it, um, and I feel like uh, in another world, you could say a similar thing, perhaps about Kendrick Green. I mean, it's what I take from all this is it's OK to be frustrated. It's OK to be upset. It's OK to be unhappy. We all are about this right now. Uh, maybe find more productive and, and less foolish ways to do it. But then again, if you're venting anonymously on Twitter, perhaps that's the best way you can deal with these last two weeks emotionally. Well, and now we're we're starting to get a little friendly fire, Uh-oh. the uh, the crossfire. You Uh-oh. know, uh, uh, we we saw Canada come out today mm-hmm. and say because you know, he was asked. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I should say we taped this on the day that Canada came out today and mm-hmm. said that you know they asked him about that fourth down pass at the end fourth and 10 and he said well you know we had guys in the end zone and people were saying he was throwing Ben and under the bus are we seeing are we going to get a Canada versus Ben <laughs> rivalry is, is the Steeler Civil War starting right now I will say with the caveat that I, I'm always amazed that the coordinators the coaches ever say anything remotely of note in these press conferences if I were them I would never say anything that matters I would simply mutter through it until it ended so as to not lead 
to conversations exactly like the one we're having now. Uh, I also, but I, he did say that, yes, but he also said things to the effect like, hey, it's about the cohesion and that's on me and I'm sticking by this and we're going to keep doing what we do. I find it hard to believe that Canada, who works daily in close proximity with Ben, that whatever he says there matters more than what he says in three seconds in front of uh, 30 people on, I guess, is it still a Zoom meeting? Is it in person at this point? So I, I, I feel like we make a big deal about these things simply because it's the only communication that we're privy to. All right. That, that's, a cor- that's a correct answer on the board there, it seems like. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I, you know, I just, it, it just so, Steeler Nation is so fickle. You know, three years or three weeks ago, you know, Canada had the special sauce. Oh, yeah. Uh, or, you know, as Tony called it. The gabagool. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, now he, we're, we're going to put him out the street and we're going to bring in, I don't know who. we're gonna uh, br- I, I, I'm sure Randy Fickner's somewhere at, uh, on a farm underneath a box. I'm sure he's around. He's, but- wait, he's waiting for the call. He's, wait, he's sitting by the phone. <laughs> All right. We got to move on to Big Ben. Because if you're not hating the offense it's time for ben to retire <laughs> this is i think this sums it up from blitzberg still one okay you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain man this fan base has turned on ben i, I always give someone credit for using a quote from the dark knight that isn't from the joker so yeah uh, good work <laughs> to this person but um yeah i mean the fan base has turned on ben i mean it, it I, I i the only thing i'll say to this is it, it's very okay to criticize Roethlisberger to be down on him because it isn't just the three games it's been a bit longer than that but it, it is weird to see this like just all of a sudden be from being frustrated with him to this like burning hatred that is going to dissipate as soon as he actually retires and as soon as you actually see whatever is going to come after this not since eighth grade reading Julius Caesar have I seen <laughs> a man fall from grace in uh, so few chapters where where's the where's where's the tweet sound we got this is the fan base at Max Walters 24 time to hang up the cleats your burden to our team you're ruining your legacy at Carnes Joshua Ben is done at Mark Madden X of course always a villain Ben looks done then he has to you know add his little graces like how many of you ungrateful crap heels seem absolutely delighted okay we've got Tommy Trojan 09 can someone please a do not resuscitate bracelet on Big Ben I mean look it's not even the fans here here's the media Rich Eisen Mr. NFL himself Mr. Can't can't talk down on any player okay the word that leaps to mind, and this is a very difficult word to say, but I'll say it anyway, is washed. <laughs> washed. 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 Is Ben washed? Uh, I, 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 one, I, I do want to commend Rich Eisen for saying washed the way many of us would say the aliens have invaded with that same <laughs> level of gravitas. Uh, I, 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 washed is tough. Is, is it possible that he's washed? However, we're defining this. I assume that for the purposes of this conversation, washed means uh, unable to compete, unable to perform at even a mediocre level, much less a high one. Uh, is that possible? Sure. I find it a little unlikely and I find it impossible to say that after three weeks i must say the most surprising thing about what you just told me throughout all of the 
of what you just read is that finding myself agreeing with Mark Madden in that second part about how it is sad about how many of these people are ungrateful and absolutely delighted by the idea that Ben is done. I mean, it's right. It's like the enemy of my enemy right. has it, become my friend. Yeah, he's absolutely. It, 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 I mean, I, I there are people that have been waiting for some time to turn on Roethlisberger, and this is absolutely perhaps they've seen their opportunity. Well, I mean, the Ben haters have been there from from day one. Yes, I have. You know, is Wash to me is that he's not QB one. Is, okay. is he no longer QB? I mean, here's Michael Beck, uh, our own blue check mark here at BTSC says. Uh, uh, ben is complete. No, he, he says, how long do you tolerate this from Ben before giving Rudolph a second audition? Uh, here's at Najee era. My Mason Rudolph agenda starts now. Hmm. Uh, and then the, here's the the worst, I think, is M. Ryan Nagy. I can't wait until Big Ben is gone so I can try to like the Steelers again. <laughs> I mean, I, I, to to the first to Mr. Beck's point, uh, how long do you tolerate this from Ben before giving Rudolph a second audition? Personally, for me, that's the bye week. If they don't win by then, I can I, I'll have absolutely come around to the idea of giving that a shot. But to do it after a, a couple games, uh, it just just it, that still feels like way way too much. Okay, well, you're it, it, the counter argument to that is well, then aren't you kind of sacrificing the season? Uh, that's what I feel like we're doing if we put Rudolph out there as a starter. Yeah, we remember the Rudolph and Duck season, mm-hmm. and that you know, even though that was, we still had some heart in that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, without Ben, this team lives and dies by Ben. Still, you know, these are the same fans that want Ben to run no huddle for sixty right. minutes of the game. Okay, we had he's washed until he's running no huddle. Yeah, he's washed until the two minute drill, and uh, you know, we had ten drops. In this game, mm-hmm. I know that that's uh, maybe a debatable stat in some of the instances, but Certainly. 10 drops in a game, I think, is the most in two decades. It's, it's a lot of drops, regardless of anything else, regardless of how many of them were truly drops, how many decades, et cetera, et cetera. That's a lot of drops that certainly don't help. And if you and again, another, you know, the next gen stats, I don't know if you believe that, but it shows that Claypool is getting some of the least amount of separation in the league this year and in addition to some of the uh most drops Mm. out there too so Mm. you know is this all on ben is ben washed i mean (laughs) i don't know uh who you know everyone wants to fire ben fire canada but who actually (laughs) did get fired this week and it's from at Mark Madden X himself just uh. informed that Channel 11 will no longer be using me on WPXI's final word. Mm. Uh, it's now the DK show. <laughs> so, you know, it's almost like the person that you are on Twitter uh, may not be too far off from the person you are in real life. And uh, people won't, you know, that's what this show is about. We're trying to expose those toxic takes that you might be taking into reality and you don't realize it. Mm. No, that's an excellent point, especially because uh, a couple of things. I mean, I personally, I signed up for DK's site as soon as it became available. I'm a big, big fan of the guy. I think he's a great writer. And also, hasn't he many, many times substituted for Mark Madden when he's been away from his show? Yeah, that's uh, that's bizarre. Anyway, and also, by the way, it's a Sunday night talk radio show. <laughs> You're on there for 10 minutes reading. You can read things off of a piece of paper on Zoom. It's not the uh, you're not the prime minister like it's you know, 
<laughs> some of the best professor. some of the best podcasts on uh, on BTCS read pieces of paper <laughs> for, over Zoom. That's uh, a rumor. No, that's uh, that, that's us. All right, we gotta we gotta take uh, we gotta pay these bills. Uh, come back in the second half, and I got I gotta have words with Steeler Nation. Uh, you know, we we can talk about the players giving up uh, on the team, but I think the fans are giving up on us too. And you know, I've got a problem with that. So some of these, hey, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, we're back at What Yin's talking about on the Behind the Steel Curtain podcast network. All right, we get we get you know we we got we had the fun in the first half of the show here. Now we got to get to the nitty gritty. Uh, you know, it, let let's start with what Tyler Boer, Boyd had to say after the game because the last plays of the game for them they gave up. You could see it. They had three drops in a row. So for a team to just lay down like that when the, before the game was over, but they portrayed it to the, to the whole uh, nation on TV with what they were about and how they gave up. So, All right, and then he followed it up with this tweet. You know, of all my years playing the Steelers, I've never saw them finish like that, and I have nothing but respect for them, but what's understood doesn't need to be explained. All right, uh, you know, mm-hmm. this is the this, – this was one of the worst losses – uh, in, in in recent memory, certainly, uh, you know, in the division, uh, couldn't get anything going. No chance in the fourth, and in 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 our last drive of the fourth, uh, it, it did kind of look like maybe it wasn't a hundred percent effort by all parties involved mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, did did you see what I see? Yeah, I, I absolutely understand that, and I I personally I was reticent uh, just after the Deontay Johnson injury from a week prior once that game had been decided it um I my first thing I thought of when I read the and saw the Tyler Boyd quote you know Pittsburgh guy Pittsburgh kid uh, a great player at Pitt and a good player in the pros is that this feels unspeakably stupid to have said this I mean this is like the ultimate you know bulletin board kind of thing and then he kept doubling down on it it was if if this had been reversed and the Steelers had beaten a team in the division had said something like this. I, I I feel like we'd have treated it very, very differently. It's interesting because we, you keep seeing these quotes thrown around. And I see we're going to get to the Colin Dunlap thing where he says, like, a Pittsburgh kid who knows the Steelers called them quitters, flat-out quitters. If this doesn't embarrass Art II and the people inside the facility, nothing will. It, it 
aren't we kind of embarrassed that Tyler Boyd would say this in general? Like, who is taking uh, uh, guidance from what Tyler Boyd had to say? That, yeah, that maybe they quit. I don't know. Maybe they didn't feel like they were going to score. What was it? Two, more than two touchdowns on the final drive. But man, I find it very, very hard to believe to, that we were going to make large decisions based on postgame quotes and tweets from Tyler Boyd. Well, see, I see it differently. I see okay. Tyler is saying what you know what what isn't being said mm. is that i think this team did quit you know and oh, yeah, and, I agree and, maybe, with that. And, and maybe it is a double standard you know last week we were crying that deontay johnson got hurt uh but this week we didn't put in that effort at the end <laughs> we had three consecutive drops mm-hmm. on that last drive and you know ben's uh quick decision to dump off that pass on the end on fourth and 10 oh, you know yes. and and the fact that no one uh, is addressing it, you know the uh, you know from the tweet from at Renegade Adam, uh, mm-hmm. who was on the field for the press conference. You know Dan Moore and Ben Roethlisberger were asked about that, and they're not even. I don't even recall is what they're saying. <laughs> they're not bringing it up. The fact that no one is addressing this reveals their shame. You know, um, th- this was a ho- this was a home game and mm-hmm. our second home loss in a row this season mm-hmm. in what is supposed to be you know, a celebration for at least all things Ben mm-hmm. and we're not, you know, we're not, we're not playing. We're 60, you know, we're 60 minute men. Cower taught us that. <laughs> and we're not putting, we're not, I'm not seeing that effort at least in the fourth, at the end of the fourth. And when we were in the first, even in the first, when we were backed up in our end zone, we mm. kind of capitulated mm. that, that second drive in the first quarter where, we kind of just, you know, did some quick dump offs, tried to get at, you know, get a, as far much out of the end zone as we could so we could punt it off. And that was meant giving up on second and third down that drive. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely I, I didn't mean to imply that because I thought what Tyler Boyd said was ridiculous. Doesn't mean that they didn't quit. I think they did quit. I think they did give up, particularly on the final drive. I, I, I the whole fourth that la, the, I, I'll never know what happened on the fourth and ten call. It, um, I'm sure they said I'm not sure. I don't recall to avoid embarrassment. It was an embarrassment. There's no way. I, I mean, it's it worse to worse. It's it, even just throwing it into the end zone, having it batted down or intercepted or even going out of the end zone was going to look less embarrassing than that. Uh, I, I, I come back to what you just said about, you know, what they were doing in the first quarter when they just backed up and trying to move. I, 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 I don't know if it's if that's necessarily giving up versus just not believing enough in themselves about, hey, maybe we can't go deep enough to do this. Maybe we can't get 17 yards on this throw without a high chance of Ben getting hit very hard. Retreat is a strategy, you know, mm. like lick your wounds to fight another day. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, our ethos has always been 60 minute men and, you know, no game is out of it. And, we, and we've seen it how many times? No game is out of reach <laughs> with Ben in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So uh, the only thing I think even darker than maybe the Steelers giving up uh, on the game this weekend was maybe the fans, how mm. quickly the fans gave up on the team. Uh <laughs> Here's this is at PFK three. This is at uh, at ten thirty Pacific, one thirty Eastern. So we're a half hour into game three. <laughs> Are the Steelers even going to go eight and nine this season? Wow. And also uh, at Macau Bridges, never betting on the Steelers ever again. Well, you know you should like the Steelers against the spread have always been pretty bad even at the best of days winning super bowls like i look i love the team but i haven't missed a game in decades i've never bet on the team either for specifically those reasons uh and then let's and then 
you know, the darkness kind of started even before the game. Here's uh, mm-hmm. at Katie Pomp, Bob Pompanelli. Uh, you know, only fifty eight thousand at Heinz Field today. Lots of empty seats. I think I think I read ten thousand mm-hmm. uh, empty seats. Uh, at Kevin Adams twenty six. One thing that's actually frustrating is to say ten thousand empty seats yesterday. Uh, that's just unacceptable. <laughs> well, you know, is it unacceptable? Right. Uh, and then. Then it's when it got dirty. Mm-hmm. At Matt Farr underscore 50. I've been to a lot of Steelers games. Never have I heard so many boos. Mm-hmm. And at Aaron White 93. I've never heard Steeler fans boo that much. It seemed like every offensive drive. I even watched a guy leaving the game throw his jersey out the window on the 376. Wow. Well, that's certainly going to show the team throwing the shirt that you paid money for a long time ago uh, <laughs> that you've thrown it outside of your car. I, I, I have changed my mind on this after the last so many years when I was a kid. I thought, oh, you can never boo. As I got older, I kind of realized like, okay, you spent your money. You have the right to boo. But as a thing with booing, man, you've got to be careful about it. You have to make sure you're booing the right thing at the right time so that you're booing the outcome or the decision that made it and or, or what led to the outcome versus booing the player. And I worry that some of the people that were booing on Sunday maybe were booing more of the players versus booing what has occurred. I think, you know, here's let's go over the timeline. Mm-hmm. This is. Uh, all times in Pacific time, so mm-hmm. you do the math on Eastern. <laughs> uh, this is 10.20 a.m. Pacific at Ed Bouchette. Fans in Heinz Field boo the Steelers' offense just 8.47 into the first drive after two series. Now, you know, that was very penalty-riddled. Right. And you're going to have penalties with a young offensive line. We're going to have – we had penalties when we had uh, seasoned vets on there. So – uh, then that was at 10:20. Then here at a half hour later, Steeler f- at Jenna Harner 11. Steeler fans boo the offense off the field with another drive that comes up empty. The offense with a whole 25 yards on the day up to this point. So we're still in the first half, uh, and, and we've booed at least two drives. 10 at 12:08. We're in the second half now. This is from uh, the Bengal side of things at Chris Rowling. Steelers getting booed off their home field while down down while down big to the Bengals is something. Mm-hmm. At the end of the third quarter at J round 32, a cascade of boos here at Heinz Field as the third quarter ends. And then, of course, the fourth and goal. I'll give it to Jeff Hartman right here at our own at J Hartman underscore pit. Steelers are kicking the field goal. Boo birds are out in full force. So it was a a full day of mm-hmm. boos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, you know, tell me, who are we booing? Well, I, I I think this changes throughout the thing. For You're absolutely okay. I See, I, I'm fine with booing penalties on the offense. If you're false starting, if you're holding is the offensive line, no matter how young you are, that's something you're absolutely okay with booing. Uh, particularly if it's procedural penalties, because that's a question of concentration. You're not just so inexperienced. You don't know how to not false start it. Um, or, I, yeah. If you don't know how to line up next to your tight end properly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And it's and again, I, 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 what I was struck by, as you were saying all this, is that, you know, these boos, the fans booing are the, you know, uh, prior, more ancient version of all the tweets we read every week. I mean, these people with all their hot takery and all their yelling, they're simply boo through Twitter. So this this is the people you're you're always I, I'm always OK with the people being frustrated if the team only gets 25 yards in a quarter, if it's always getting these procedural penalties. Now, that being said, 
I, 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 I question you shouldn't boo when they're kicking the field goal. That extends the game. That's just smart football. At that point, you're just booing because you're frustrated. And booing at the end of the third quarter, uh, th- that I don't like that either because that's not booing a particular penalty or decision. Then it seems more like you're just bringing the whole thing down. Again, to me, maybe I've overthought this. I feel that booing has to be very strategic. It's just, you know... it. For over the course of a whole game, it becomes that becomes a pattern, and it's just mm-hmm. you know. So what do you are you booing Tomlin? You you hate so much that you're going to boo Tomlin, the guy who's only just you know never had a losing season <laughs> yet. Like mm-hmm. oh, bless us to to you know sorry to have to put us in this position once every fifteen years. Steelers Nation, let's 18. boo you know 18. eighteen. Sorry, let's boo him. <laughs> uh, are we booing Ben, our Hall of Fame quarterback, who is at thirty nine, is trying to give us one more shot? at a ring that we definitely would have no chance of getting well you know sorry with with josh dobbs and mason rudolph and Dwayne haskins sorry uh are we booing kevin colbert who we were you know ready to put up there right next to saint peter himself in the gates of heaven uh, among the trifecta the god the son and the kevin colbert um are we, you know are we booing uh you know dan moore jr a guy who wasn't even sure uh, if he was going to get a call on draft day, maybe, <laughs> and now he's you know got the the the, the hopes and dreams of eight million people in the Steeler Nation or however you know. It's more than that. <laughs> Are we booing? Uh, you know. Kendrick Green, a, a twenty, you know, again, another twenty-something-year-old who we, we, we might be booing Kendrick Green, but then again, circumstances that have led to him being out there. The same with Dan Moore, so that's a different thing. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. if I'm Art Rooney, you I, that it, that can't happen again. You can't mm-hmm. have we we can't have a, a, a home game, win or lose, where we're just getting where the fans are treating the team like that, and maybe where the team is treating the fans like that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. let's uh. Let, let's you know with a, with a performance like that you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of hyperbole. So the hyperbole monster only only compared to the smoke monster of Lost is the Steelers hyperbole monster. Here's at Fuka Liao worst Steeler offense I've seen in my lifetime. I was born in 1971. <laughs> Again, I'm always I'm always jealous of these people that were in a coma when Kent Graham was the starter. <laughs> uh, at a Bonick, this is the most pathetic Steelers team in decades. Decades. Well, I guess technically it's been decades since 2003. Sure. Here's uh... and I have never, ever, ever with Neil O'Donnell, with Mark Malone. You understand what I'm saying? And the list goes on. Yeah, I mean Cordell Sutter. I have never seen. The Steelers offense. <laughs> Bubby Bristol? Look, Bubby Bristol, too. I have never seen the Steelers offense look this bad. Oh, that was Stephen A. Smith. Of course it was. And again, you'll notice they went through the whole thing. None of them said Kent Graham. It's bizarre. It's like we all agreed he didn't happen. And we've had some good Steelers. Hey, we had good years with Neil O'Donnell. Absolutely. And Great Cordell Stewart. Cordell. Yes. And even Tommy, they didn't, they didn't talk about Tommy Maddox. They mentioned, well, there were some very good years with Tommy Maddox. There were some rough ones. But yeah, there were some fine times with Tommy. It, uh, I, I, again, I I dismiss anything out of hand that comes from Stephen A. Smith. The man is, is literally there to be like the sports equivalent of coffee. You're supposed to watch it in 
the morning and it's supposed to animate you for the rest of the day because you're so angry about hearing it. So, it, um, so this isn't our worst performance yet? <laughs> I mean, it might be. The, is it the worst performance of the three games they've been through? Sure. But it. Uh, I don't think it's the worst performance of our lifetimes. Okay, well, here's at CMJ. Fire Tomlin. Fire Colbert, sell the team, cut Ben, relocate the team. See, there's some people like, I know we have like likes and hearts and retweets and all that. There should be a thing where on Twitter you can send someone a hug. (laughs) This person just needs a hug. And I get it. I wanted a hug after that game Sunday, too. Well, it's not just, you know, it's even some, it's even coming from within the building. Here's Ryan Clark. (laughs) It's the end of an era. It's an end of an era of dominance. It's an end of an era of actually having a Super Bowl window is a total organizational failure total organizational organizational failure i mean for the week i could say yes in for that one game sure but we can't we can't say that for the season yet well no i mean well ryan clark it's interesting because as a player he was so good at like you know timing the hit to make it at the exact right time and he very much does the same thing as a broadcaster like this is absolutely (laughs) the time to like jump the route with your this is a total organizational failure quote well i feel like willis mcgahee after (laughs) after hearing All right. Are, is this the worst team? What about '98 when we uh, when we went from seven and four to seven and nine? Remember the the Thanksgiving coin flip? Oh, I remember. I remember the game they lost to the Browns. Well, that might have been '99, but yeah. What about '99? Um, we went from five and three to six and ten. I mean, that had to be a worse than than last year. Oh yeah, that was. I'll never forget walking out of the stadium. The old man so disgusted after losing that last second field goal to the Browns. I mean, that was. That was I was also a kid, but that was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being that bad, what did it earn us? I believe the draft pick the next season at number eight or nine was Plexico Burris. Yes. Yes, it was. That's right. So if we say we tank this season, it doesn't mean we're going to go out there and everyone thinks thinking we're going to get the next franchise quarterback. Well, <laughs> we might just end up with that offensive lineman or something. We might just end up with the next uh, Mike Adams or something. I don't you know. It's not, I'm not saying Plexico Burris was a Matt was a Mike Adams. No, but, but I, I without having looked at the board, I imagine there might have been a better player in the top ten. We're not. I'm not looking at draft picks from 20 plus years ago, but I imagine there had to have been someone else out there. What about 2013? Didn't we start? We started three and six uh, yeah, that season, and that's the team that, that right. It came down to the last game, and it was uh, the Chargers made a field goal against someone else, and it shouldn't have happened due to a penalty or something like that. I mean, obviously the point is to not have these terrible starts. That's what not what you would want to have happen. But uh, uh, as everything you've just said pointed out, it is even in week three a bit too soon for hyperbole. Let's 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 actually get to the final blame game. Okay. Uh, who, this was the poll on Twitter. Who do you blame from at Blitz videos? Who do you blame the most for the debacle on offense? And the fans said 63% O-line, 25% Ben, 11% Canada. I, I got to be honest. This is the best thing I've read about the fans that we've covered so far today. It seems like most of them actually have a pretty good beat on things. And I'm genuinely impressed with it. I never. Why don't you ever get to say this? I'm genuinely impressed with what I read in that online poll. What? <laughs> what? <Okay. laughs> uh, and I'll give the final word on blame to at James caught it. 
None of this would have happened if the refs had called that Jesse James catch correctly 1,380 days ago. Why is this in the blame game section? This person has clearly figured it out. Oh, I just thought he was still blaming it on oh, the refs. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess. I mean, it, it, it's, I was going to say we need a you know insightful, truly correct take section because this man absolutely has it held down. And, I um, actually, uh, with the, I was fortunate enough to ingest about four grams of... Uh, website bought mushrooms and was able to find out what would happen oh, if Jesse caught that ball. Excellent. And it turns out we do go on to win. We we defeat the Eagles. It uh-huh. was never the Nick Foles era. Right. never started. We do win our seventh Super Bowl there, uh-huh. causing Ben to retire. Okay. So with our first round pick, you know, we had him graded with that first okay. round grade. We draft quarterback Mason Rudolph. So <laughs> everything... Not the, it didn't wow. change really in the big scheme of things. Wow. But I, I, boy, I'm glad we, I, I'm glad we've got that figured out and taken care of. <laughs> let's quickly we we're going long, but let's quickly move on to the positive. Okay. Um, at Pittsburgh Sports Steelers takeaways, there's still help for the Steelers offense during the first 13 games of the '89 season. Pittsburgh's offense only averaged 232 yards and 15 points a game. Over the last five games, they averaged. 330 yards and 24 points a game. Wow. And, and if I remember correctly, this is before I followed the team, but that was the one that opens the season with the 51 to nothing loss to the Browns at home, right? Oh, if I'm, gosh. I'm fairly certain that's the case. So, yeah, so it's absolutely these things can turn around. And just as and, and to be perfectly honest, when and if they do, it will be just as surprising and just as shocking and just as seemingly out of nowhere as this tailspin vortex has been the last three weeks. Oh yeah, that's right. That gets a uh, that gets a. There we go. Right, we're gonna beat one of these teams. If it's not the Packers, it might be the undefeated Broncos, <laughs> or it might be the slipping Seahawks. It's uh, you know. <laughs> And I'll give the final word to at Z Flash NFL. I know the Steelers suck, but if someone wants to be blindly optimistic and keep hoping for the best, let them. Way too many know-it-alls in the world. Wow. Right? Even with a game like the Bengals, we saw some fun things. Like, we saw Ben scrambling at 39 years old. We saw a pass to Derek Watt. We saw a record-setting day for Najee. Not in the way we wanted, but... Mm -hmm. We saw Ray Ray McLeod, you know, earning his helmet. So I think there's still positive to be out there. Absolutely. And, and, and it's, it's you know, and you could be listening and say like, oh, OK, well, that's just rationalization. Everything's be- uh, college is saying, well, maybe. But, you know, you referenced Canada's quotes earlier today. And I imagine a lot of what you just said is sort of what, you know, was the subtext of everything Canada said about like, we believe in what we're doing. We're not far away. We're going to stick with it, et cetera, et cetera. When this team turns it around, we're all going to be singing. Blame Canada. All right. We got to get out of here. You can find us on social media. I'm at Kyle Kreiss on Twitter. Greg, where can we find you? Uh, at Greg Benevent on Twitter and Instagram at G-R-E-G. B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T. Keep uh, listening to all the podcasts in the Behind the Steel Curtain Podcast Network, your one-stop Steelers shop. We'll be back (laughs) next week with all your hotter takes. Can it get hotter than this week? Probably. It's up to you, Steeler Nation, (laughs) to make it happen. Until then, be the standard or just chill. (laughs) 